your sunday good man i had a good weekend busy but good what about you pretty good too um my my son is sick but uh you know we we just stayed in today and it was good we got a lot of things done here on the house so glad for a nice peaceful day yeah it uh, snowed quite a bit here in canada so the weekend was a bit uh crazy trying to get stuff done but it was productive to say the least and uh yeah we got i bet we got like a centimeter of snow <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got uh i don't i forget how much but enough to slow down everything and make people drive ridiculously slow and like it's, it's their first time on the road yeah well i was <laughs> I, w- I was hoping it would ice or snow enough for schools to be closed tomorrow but we didn't get lucky <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, so let's get this started, Marty. Um, So just hello to everyone who's out here in the audience. You know, we we hope you're having a good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. Um, My name is Eric, and uh, I'll be hosting today's AMA uh, along here with my friend Marty, who's uh, also part of Cosmos Spaces. Um, And our AMA today today is with uh, Ehrman. Um, And, uh, yeah, we're just really excited to have you up here, Ehrman. And... uh, Looking forward to learning more about your protocol. Um, just to introduce myself a little bit further, I'm the co-founder of Cosmos Spaces, along with Tricky and Gaines, and I'm also a community manager for Babylon. Um, so with that said, Mario, let you introduce yourself. Yes, like Eric said, I'm part of the Cosmos Spaces team as a core contributor and advisor. I also work as a community manager for Laconic Network. Uh, and yeah, that's about it about me. Thanks, Eric. No problem. So just a a little update, I guess, on what's going on with Cosmos Spaces. Um, Cosmos Spaces is made up of nine individuals, volunteers per se, who are located across the world. Uh, we all met, actually we're, we're, Marty, I don't know if you knew this, but we're about to reach our two year anniversary. So this all happened two years ago in January that Cosmos Spaces came to be. Yeah, it came to be. the Cosmos Spaces team currently runs bare metal validators. We are actively operating on over 30 chains. Cosmos Spaces facilitates over 150,000 monthly transactions, serving as a backbone for IBC connections across 24 chains. And we're consistently ranked among the top 10 performant uh, relayers, also providing over 80 public endpoints. So um, as well, our team has dedicated focus on facilitating engaging discussions as these type of AMAs. We have spent over 450 hours in those two years uh, delivering valuable insights, project introductions, governance discussions, and much more within our Twitter spaces. And like I said, yeah, we're, we're hitting that two-year mark. Uh, we love to do these AMAs, so every time a protocol reaches out to us, I want to do these AMAs, 
the team gets really excited. Um, we do we like to do them because we like to showcase these projects. Uh, we're here to chat and interview developers and teams whom are solving the most complex problems in the ecosystem. We truly appreciate any support with delegations that keep up the active that keep us in the active set, and we're all about giving back to the community. Um, so, without any further ado, uh, let's begin this AMA. Um, before we get into any technical stuff, uh, I'd like to just Erman, if you could uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes. Hi. Hello. Good morning from Singapore. Uh, thank you very much, Eric and Martin, uh, for hosting this Cosmos Spaces. Um, my name is Erman Jiputra. I'm the founder of AOS Network. And uh, today I would like to share with you a lot more about what we've been doing and you know, what our project really is all about in terms of, uh, you know, from our team of dedicated builders right throughout for some time already. I think, um, I think this sort of like AMA is a good sort of like a relaxed session, you know, like uh, casually we talk yeah. about our <laughs> project, talk about the Cosmos Eco or an overall, you know, uh, from the blockchain sort of like from our perspective, right, where the builders, so we've seen a lot, we, 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 are the, we understand the nuances, you know, what is the pro and the con, and uh, we wouldn't say we'll be able to capture all of it, but I think as uh, developers, we tend to see things uh, on the different perspective as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And yeah, like uh, like that's why we enjoy doing these spaces because there's no agenda. It's just you know getting to learn more about AOS and about your about your protocol. So um, we, I, I would like to know a little bit more about you. Uh, tell us uh, about your journey in crypto. How'd you end up in in the space? Right. Correct. So um, actually, we started this company, AOS, uh, since 2014, 2013. Um, so we came up with the name AIOZ. Uh, it's a very strange name if you think about it. Uh, there's no meaning. I mean, there's a deep <laughs> meaning behind it. However, to pronounce it is like AOS, right? You know, AIOZ. Yeah. And essentially, you know, we wanted to explain that we are doing programming, you know, from A to Z. The first alphabet, the oh, last okay. alphabet, and I/O yeah. means input and output, which is like a very basic interface, computing interface. And we also knew that we are AI first, right? We are. Yeah, was, that, that's what I thought it was going to be. It doesn't be AI, but it's cool that you implemented all these other things, you know, in it also. That's right. So um, we are very AI focused in the very beginning and inception of our company. Uh, we also basically built, you know customized solutions for companies that want to apply AI logic into their workflow, it to be efficient, to be effective. And at that time, AI was, uh, you know, sort of starting to uh, grow, right? Uh, we became part of yeah. NVIDIA Inception Partner. They recognized us to be the engineers, you know, they, they welcomed us, you know. So, and I think when we started the journey of uh, as a company, we really was not into crypto at the time, right? So there was no one size yeah. fit all in AI. So we were just building solutions, you know, commercially, right? And then in 20, um, 2017, 2018, right? I think uh, Bitcoin, you know, as you know, the history about it, it started to pick up, right? And mining became a business, you know? And I think what really exploded was the ICO, right? I don't know if you... I don't know. If the, oh yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I remember those all too well. <laughs> yeah, it was a very big. Uh, I would say, uh, 
explosion of interest, right? Because I think projects start to be able to uh, raise funds, right? Because at the end of the day, projects do need a runway, you know, uh, revenue yeah. and a, uh, funds, right? To pay for uh, operational expense, right? So I yeah. think the, the beautiful thing about that was that there was a smart contract element, right? I mean, the irony of smart contract is also quite ironical because it's not really that smart, but it works, right? Um, <laughs> and and that's how I think it attracted us. At the time, as the developers, we also needed to understand what is blockchain, you know? Uh, blockchain to us at the time was, as we studied it, is the distributed ledger uh, that is being stored across the various validators and sort of ascertain who is the transaction transaction owners or what happened to the transactions, the validity, right? So um, I think that's how we evolved into sort of like sticking our neck in into crypto. Uh, and sort of, we also knew that at that time when we were in AI, we did a lot, a lot of video analytics, right? Uh, we are in a deep learning space. So what we do is that we apply uh, build algorithms, customize for companies, and apply them on the videos. And videos are stored, you know, on the on-prem, could be on a cloud, you know, all this are, I would say, a challenging uh, endeavor for us also to apply, you know, our algorithms, right? So um, we, we, we also knew that the cost, computational cost was really expensive, you know, uh, of storing these videos, uh, distributing these videos, you know, and applying sort of like um, the the I would say uh, uh, the algorithms, right? So we needed we wanted to apply blockchain to that sort of video analytics, and so we, we decided to apply I would say what we know, best best uh, technical knowledge we have, and blockchain, which is doing uh, edge compute, right? So we basically yeah. distribute this video, right, across these different nodes uh, and then after that uh, apply blockchain technology on it uh, for rewards with tokens and that's how we start to get deeper and deeper and uh, 2021 we, we said that okay we're ready and we will be able to uh, so-called um, release the note at the same time we release mm -hmm. a so-called a uh, profile concept which is a AOS tube. Uh, the idea is basically a YouTube uh, sort of a idea that the videos uh, segments are stored across the nodes. Uh, and then as the viewer comes to AOS.tube, uh, you're able to click on it. The video segments are fetched from these nodes across the network and that uh, it is played on the browser on the so-called um, yeah, AOS.tube. Yeah. It's quite clear. I mean, That's if you reverse engineer, some of the things we do on the site is peer-to-peer. Uh, -peer. Uh, we're using a technique called WebRTC. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. And um, so you early on knew that you were going to be also doing like storage and, and streaming, not, not just AI. You, you saw that you, you would need to have that all in-house, it looks like. Yeah, that's right. So we need to find a way to store this segments, uh, all these video segments, uh, replicate them and splice them and encrypt them, right? So it's a very challenging task for us in a way that... It's a lot, yeah. Yeah, 
because not any one node will be able to store one entire uh, movie you know, or uh, uh, content, right? Uh, one segment yeah. can be in a megabyte, it can be 100 MB or KB, you know? So yeah. it's, a bit, it's similar to BitTorrent in a way, peer-to-peer, -peer, right? And I was a mm -hmm. big avid user of BitTorrent, right? I was like, uh, backtrack a little bit. Um, <laughs> Me too. <yeah. laughs> um, so in the back the day, back in the days in 1995, I was still in college, you know, and then uh, I had my first Mac. I was very big, you know, Macintosh, right? And back those days, yeah. uh, I was using a 288, uh, so KB, you know, sort of like modem at five six, right? And at that time, it was the, the the modem sound was beautiful. Like you've got mail from AOL, right? So, oh yeah, <laughs> and Net Zero was big then also, you know, it was free internet, and I, I was yeah. I was among the first to download this particular program from SETI, right? So it got my interest into peer to peer because the idea of search for extraterrestrial intelligence was a very interesting sort of like um, ethos, right? For me, it's like, oh wow, I, I'd be mm -hmm. able to find and contribute sort of my compute, you know, and, and find alien life form or, or in the scientific research, right? So, yeah. and then that was 1995. And of course, you know, the evolution of P2P became more and more when with Napster of music sharing. And then we have the true BitTorrent site, you know, there are private sites, the public sites. Of course, the famous yeah. one is the Pirate Bay, right? And there is a private yeah. site, which is Torrent, right? And this, the premise of the Pirate I'm sorry, the torrent site is that you one needs to share at the same time one needs to feed, right? So they use a file mm -hmm. to fetch and store the entire content onto the on the computer, right? And what is incentivization? It's basically content, right? It can be in the form of MP3, it can be in the form of audio, video, right? So whatever that you want, yeah. text file, ebooks, it's like a buffet. It's a whole library of content out there. Yeah, have your pick. Yeah, yeah, have your pick. Essentially, so that's how I think uh, for AOS network, you know, uh, there was a sort of like a genesis of P2P in us already, and we knew that P2P mm -hmm. was the way to go, and it was not new in a sense. Like, um, uh, you know, we started with uh, edge compute, you know, and now this uh, Web three narrative of the pin, uh, it's who we are essentially as well yeah yeah and I, i'm glad you're bringing up depend because um it's when i go to your website you know you say depend for web3 so i i do want to ask you uh, about that but uh, um before we go into that though um what caused you to pick what ecosystem you were going to build in like how much um like what what factors influence like where were you going to build AOZ once you decided that you did want it to make it into a blockchain yeah very great question so as developers as engineers at that time 2017 uh, we have a couple of blockchains starting to sort of uh, arise right uh, we have we yeah. call them the layer zero right uh, like we have ethereum at that time we have bitcoin you know so we started bitcoin yeah. and we wanted to see whether we can apply bitcoin uh, proof of work, <laughs> you know, consensus algorithm, um, and the Ethereum proof of uh, work as well at the time at before they transitioned at the time, yeah. to proof of stake, right? So yeah, it, we found out and we studied the core, you know, of the so-called this different blockchain, and 
it was not suitable for our application, right? Because we're building a, mm -hmm. at the time, was a media-focused sort of like a blockchain, right? And yeah. um, Solana came about, you know, with different projects. It was still very at the infancy, right? It was still unstable. It was still everyone, all of the core developers are stabilizing itself, you know? So it was a work in progress, I would say. You know, all of us in the in the ecosystem were also working behind the scenes to stabilize the core, right? So it wouldn't yeah. fit our so-called what we needed to achieve because our transactions are media and it's uh, definitely in small segments. We needed the cost to be economically feasible, right? Uh, it wouldn't be viable for a you know a cost. Of transaction costing ten dollars, you know, or even, uh, you know, depending on the gas fee to rise to hundred over dollars, right? No project yeah. will ever want to develop on top of AOS network. And then came about Cosmos. Uh, we like Cosmos instantly. We fell in love with it because I think, even though it was still at the very beginning stages, uh, it was very clear in its vision. The vision of the internet of blockchain where every blockchain yeah. is a sovereign and that um, it was using a core uh, tendermint right is the what we call the proof of stake or byzantine fault tolerance it was yeah. able to offer optimal security and performance uh you know a very acceptable tps and at that time tps was all the rage i was like okay how fast were you we are a million tps uh, we are better than Visa, you know. I mean, yes, it's great. Yeah, uh, almost to a fault. Yeah. Yeah, but then <laughs> yeah. we were we were focusing more of applying on the use case for our project, right? Uh, we needed to balance yeah. between security and and you know uh, the performance, you know. And one of the things that really stood out is the interoperability, right? Because uh, Cosmos has this feature which is the inter-blockchain communication, which is IBC uh, protocol. We we believe that you know a multi-chain architecture where you know blockchains in the world will be able to transfer data, you know, and assets between uh, different sovereign chains or independent chains uh, seamlessly, and thereby you know we will open the door for collaboration between projects. As uh, fast forward to today, yes, indeed, you start we start to see a lot of you know the ecosystem uh, of Cosmos blossoming, right? Because I think projects start to appreciate that we're able to build what we want, right? developers able mm -hmm. to do what we are able to apply based on our knowledge and collaborate with each other in the ecosystem. Right? So this so-called yeah. interchain application and uh, you know, DeFi protocols uh, will unlock this so-called possibilities in this uh, ecosystem. Yeah, Scalability too. Yeah. So scalability in the ecosystem of Cosmos is very important. You know, by, you know, as you're aware, uh, Cosmos sort of deploys a form of a zone, zoning, right? So you have uh, like different uh, projects, we'll call it parachain, you know, or how, you know, I think in Polkadot, yeah. right? I think, so it's the same approach, right? Cosmos uses a zone approach, whereby this blockchain can be tailored, customized for specific tasks. So this scalability allows us to distribute the load across this multiple chain allowing us to efficiently resource, allocate the resources and uh, reducing your congestion, right? And 
Yeah, of course, I'm touting Cosmos strongly because they do have a very great uh, documented a document uh, platform, right? Where developers can come in, easily understand the SDK, deploy the resources, yeah. depending on what is available to the project, right? Uh, every project have very limited resource from a talent set, from a time to uh, fund, right? So we need to have a really go-to-market strategy efficiently and using our resources effectively, right? So by having this so-called very uh, comprehensive resource and support, I think this will enable us to iterate quickly, you know, uh, and you know, as as you know, publishing all these security guidelines, or you know, we have to do hard forks and explaining that you know some of the key you know upgrades that's happening. I think those are very great. Uh, tools to have for us developers, right? Very modular, yeah. very developer friendly, and I think that's will be able to allow us developers to, you know, continuously innovate, right? And focus on what we do best, which is build our project, you know, according to our use case, community building too, right? Uh, you know, the ecosystem of Cosmos will be able to uh, understand what we do, right, across the different chains, right? So I think that's yeah. how we, uh, to answer your question as to how we <laughs> yeah, found a home, right, with Cosmos. And we, yeah. um, oh, yes, we've been very quiet with Cosmos ecosystem because we've been building you know, a lot behind the scenes. Uh, however, this starting this year, you know, uh, we're going to collaborate a lot more with the projects out there. We've already RPC'd ourselves with the Cosmos uh, hub, right, which is the mother, you know, and also we RPC yeah. with Osmosis as of late. Uh, so that we can start to um, collaborate further, right? Because RPC is actually a technical so-called um, implementation. So we, we needed to stabilize these connections on our back end. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So that's all very cool. And, and we're glad that you have been building. And, you know, like there's so many different protocols that have like a different strategy where they're like, promise you know the moon and stars and then um they have nothing to show for it so we always appreciate whenever you know you have hardworking builders who have a vision and then they're just you know working on that and then whenever the time is right when they do it properly then uh they try to gain some more exposure trying to uh you know build a community so always appreciate that uh, i did have a question like um there are a few different protocols you know in this cosmos space and um, outside that, you know, are are doing what you're doing, but like individually, like there's a lot there just focused on AI or on storage. Uh, like for instance, um, we have Jackal Protocol who focuses on storage in Cosmos. Uh, we have Fetch.ai that does um, AI or Rightchain does AI. Um, do you guys ever, or, or I think streaming, Omniflix could be used, I guess, for streaming. Um, so do you guys ever like um, see what, you know, people are doing here in the ecosystem or outside the ecosystem like i was just curious as to um how aware you are of different protocols that are working on similar things yeah great so i think um indeed we do uh keep ourselves abreast of the development of i think at the core layer as well uh the i would say the application layer of the different projects right uh, what is the use case you know i would definitely say each project out there Either they are on Cosmos or on Solana or on Ethereum. I think every project has their own unique flavor, right? I think USP yeah. and that different strokes for different folks. 
we yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, we are truly at the pin, right, for Web three, and what that means that the pin means that um, we have an application where you know if you're interested to participate or any user want to participate, we'll be able to download uh, the new application, install it, depending on the OS that you have. We be it you have a Mac OS, we have a Windows or Linux, or the slightly more develop uh, sophisticated developers can use CLI node um, and run it right so and we're very mm -hmm. casual meaning like uh, the I would say the requirements are quite minimal right uh, all we ask is that we will definitely need to access the HDD and SSD for the storage of this segment files the we will make use of the GPU which is a graphic processing unit, uh, which is for transcoding of media segments. Uh, very important because uh, segments tend to be, I mean, video needs to be transcoded uh, for several purposes uh, due to a very fragmented ecosystem of devices out there and uh, the technology stack, right? I'll give you a bit of example, IE, a browser of uh, Safari and browser of uh, Google Chrome, uh, you will never, I mean, for us, a user will never see behind the scenes, but for us, the developers, they tend to use very customized codecs, like VP8 and VP9. It's a codec, or VP10 now, they, they, we're advancing towards better codecs. Uh, or, you know, they, they don't, uh, yeah. we, we need to be able to transcode to their codec, right, on a Google Chrome. And then for Safari, they don't use VP8 or VP9, or they will, maybe in the future, uh, depending on what they want to do. Uh, they use H.264, right? So a lot of them are quite proprietary, right? So if we don't transcode that on our level backend, and all CDNs do that, a content delivery network, they take all these different files, they actually file format, right, into customized to each different browsers and to display. If we don't uh, create this transcoding for a VP8 focus, then it will, it will show blank, right? And then it, uh, sort of like it doesn't work, you know? So the user experience is yeah. going to be poor, right? So we use the purposes of the GPU for transcoding, video video on demand, and live streaming, right? Then the other one that I will uh, com communicate to you and share with you is we also need to use GPU uh, later on for, uh, I would say, AI compute, right? So in our role, AI, we use a lot of computers. We use a lot of RAM, in particular RAM, you know? Uh, VRAM of, yeah. of the uh, GPU, right? So, um, and then third uh, specification of the hardware we use is bandwidth. Bandwidth is very critical. We need a stable bandwidth. We need a fast bandwidth. More important than not, stability is very important because um, we can have the, the largest storage in the world and the best GPU in the world, but if the bandwidth is not Stable or the capable, yeah, yeah. Uh, the node is not turned on. It's as good as it's uh, not working for the network. Oh man, yeah, that's right. Well, I appreciate you so, talking about deepin also because oh, go ahead, sorry. So that's why the deepin. It's uh, I would say the different projects out there. I think uh, every every project will have its own application. Like what is the use case and how uh, they're able to so-called power. Right, other projects, you know, like for us, yes, we're you can think of us in the elevator pitch. If you to ask me, we're talking to a web two person, we're an AWS on blockchain, 
AWS does everything. And what I mean by AWS is Amazon Web Services, you know, GCP, yeah. Google Cloud Platform, or Microsoft Azure. So these are very powerful so-called Web2 uh, so-called server architecture, right? They are they they spend billion dollars, you know, geolocated in uh, various countries and various cities for the very purpose of mm -hmm. serving the needs of the clientele. You know, it could be in a video streaming, it can be in the storage, it can be in uh, AI. You know, so we're actually yeah. that we're actually the, the 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 very boring company that nobody really knows and nobody <laughs> really cares to be honest. Uh, but you know, when you watch a YouTube, nobody really cares that who is powering that YouTube, right? It's actually yeah, how it's working. A GCP, you know, it's actually a CDN that's giving you this so-called backend part, right? Uh. Yeah, to display for your convenience and for your leisure, you know, yeah, experience. Yeah, right. now I I really appreciate like the the breakdown that you did because uh, personally I'm not too familiar with Deep uh, Deepend, and so um, I'm glad that you kind of explained it. Also, I know that you guys um, I shared the tweet up here are, are doing a, a calling for all Deepend builders. Thank you. Um, would you want to talk a little bit about your your startup program? Oh yeah. Sure. So we have a startup program which we launch an infrastructure as a service, which is a storage, right? So uh, let me just backtrack a little bit. So with the Depend uh, Global Network Depend currently at 60,000, so what does the Depend do, right? This nodes, they basically power this four main infrastructure. One is in a storage uh, infra, and within the storage subset, we have an S3 compatible product, uh, and, and also the other one is IPFS pinning. So we have basically launched and released an S3 compatible storage service. We're calling uh, developers out there to uh, W3S startup program to try us out. You know, we will support you. Uh, you know, apply it. Uh, basically, it's it's uh, as easy as what we have done in AWS. It's an S3 protocol, which is uh, I would say implemented by and made uh, by Amazon, right? So we can create buckets, mm -hmm. you know, you can try us, you know, uh, you know, we want to be the choice of infrastructure, right, of storage. Because S3 is, it's, you know, there's OSS, there's S3, you know, if you're an OSS, object storage service, you can easily port, you know, to S3, or you're on AWS or GCP, you can easily port, you know, with a startup program. And we allow, we would like uh, developers to test drive us, right, you know, uh, and, you know, you, Maybe depending on your strategy of the project, right? You want to have a hybrid architecture, you know, a multi-cloud architecture, or uh, solely focus with us. Sure, you know, I think uh, we'll be able to cater to that. And wh why I think we are able to, uh, we want to be the choice is so that we offer a Web3, so-called a Depend Infra, right? By having a Web3 project, you need a Web3 Infra. and by that also means that we're able to offer uh, cost savings, right? Because these computations are spread across peer-to-peer -peer nodes. And by default, by when we have all this uh, costing distributed, we're able to transfer this cost saving to developers. Instantly, they will be able to see, right, a Web2 you know, cost of a storage can range from $100 per terabyte uh, per month to a delivery of like, also a few hundred dollars depending right of which mm -hmm. uh, so-called cloud provider one uses to a web three play like us you know which is like seventeen dollar per terabyte per month and five dollar 
So we're in a sort of like a very sweet spot. I think we offer a very yeah. interesting cost savings for developers, and it's like, why not, right? You know, an offer that yeah, developers try, try cannot that. refuse. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would. It almost isn't like it's a no-brainer. That's a big cost savings. So yeah, give it a try. See if it works for you. It definitely is worth the you know the chance. That's right. That's right. So um, yeah. So that essentially, that's what the uh, startup program is. Is basically to uh, calling out to developers and builders to check us out, you know, try us, you know, we don't mind, you know, um, yeah. How how long is this program going to be? Like, how much time do people have? Like, what's the um, overall scope of it? Right at the moment, we offer about one month free, right, to test us out, and then you know, obviously, you know, once the expiry, you know, then it needs to the developer or project needs to pay uh, it W three S, right our service and then who then uh, uses our nodes as well uh, so basically the node and the, the pin infrastructure is being rewarded with tokens from this different different infras out there yeah yeah that's very cool i'm definitely gonna just kind of mess around with it i always like to do like content creation so i'm gonna kind of play around with it and see um, you know like i always like to play with that stuff so definitely piquing my interest yes Correct. So I think if if any project out there, you know, uh, want to build like uh, Instagram or uh, photo sharing or uh, you know archival purposes, you know, the the use case of S three is far and wide on its own. You know, so um, that's why I think uh, the I would say from permanent storage to web hosting in the future and the roadmap of our W three S. It, this particular product itself, uh, yes, it's a very dev-focused product. You know, uh, projects, whoever they, these developers that come on board to us, uh, we do have an uptake in usage. You know, they join us, and and I, I don't know what they do because for us, my our job is to facilitate the uh, storage of this infra to the nodes and making sure that the nodes actually power the infra, right? So they can. Uh, we we don't really know what they're building, but all we know that they're storing it and we're distributing it across. So we're excited. Also, it's uh, and, uh, there is a so-called interest in the, this particular S3 product that we have. Yeah. yeah. So I I have a question. Um, because you're kind of like you talked about peer-to-peer. Um, is there any like limitation as to like what you can upload? Are you guys having to monitor anything, or is it because it's um, more similar to like peer-to-peer, um, there's like nothing like that. Because I, I know that that's gotten like so, like people interested in that, but there's always that question of like, you know, like what you allow to be able to be created there and, you know, all, all those questions. Mm, okay. I think what you're alluding to is uh, what kind of content can be stored, right? Uh, yes. Across the peer-to-peer nodes. So yes, I think I'd answer that question because it all really depends on the the depth and the future that is built on top of this infra. So as I, I was trying I was explaining earlier, there are four main infras. The infra of storage, which is S3 and IPFS and streaming and AI compute. Right. Uh, yeah. so the projects that built on top of that will then determine what kind of I would say um 
dApp that they want to build. If they want to build like a TikTok that uses a W3 stream, or let's say they want to build an Instagram or a storage business, it's really up to the business logic of the particular dApp, right? For our job mm-hmm. is to take this storage, right? Serve the needs of the infra. Who are the dApps? The clients are the dApps. The dApps are the clients of the infra, right? We basically secure it, encrypt it, and basically store it. So technically, we wouldn't know what essentially what they store on our site in a way, right? Yeah. Because uh, even the notes itself, uh, they they cannot click on it. I mean, they can click on it, but it's encrypted one. So okay. uh, yeah. that's the very important point, right? It's encrypted already using the industry standard, right? So we don't have access to the particular content inside as well. You know, we don't get to peek okay. as well. And uh, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Very, yeah, and then to answer some question, you know, we do get questions like, oh, how secure it is, or if will I get infected with virus, or you know, a malicious thing. I think. <laughs> I mean, number one, we 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 don't know what's inside the file, right? That's already encrypted, and the the node users cannot even click on it, right? Can open it. Three, uh, the sidetrack, uh, links, malicious links and viruses, they are so called active, or I would say activated, right? When there's a user yeah. interaction, interaction means that the user actually click on it, you know. Set aside the, I know there's going to be a, a conversation about zero day exploit. That's a different conversation. But I think about 99% of a lot of viruses out there or, or, or you know, uh, malicious links requires you and me, the user, to click on a link, right? So, and then it becomes yeah. activated. So, without a user activation, there is no virus. That's the, another point to make, right? But beyond that, our files are all encrypted, spliced, and yeah, it's secure in a way, peer-to-peer. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so I, I know you said that you guys have just been building and not really, you know, marketing yourselves. What do you think is going to be the biggest challenge uh, for AOS uh, to, you know, just be m- more publicly seen? Um, and what are you guys doing to address that? Mm, right. So I think uh, one of the things that we've been doing for the past, you know, few years, you know, since, actually 2018 to 2021 and 2021 on when we did the uh, IDO and until this 2023, 2024 is basically building behind the scenes, you know. Uh, we wanted to showcase our product first. We are product first, product focused kind of project, right? And I think we're at the stage where we're comfortable. This 2024 year is the year we ship a lot of different products in our roadmap. Uh, from last quarter, which is the W3S Infra. Uh, then we have the IPFS pinning service, which is this quarter. And then we have Q2, which is the W3 AI, which is a decentralized AI compute. And then we have the W3 stream. Uh, so what we want to do is that with each Infra, uh, can you imagine with me, it's each on its own a project. And we intend to cater, I mean, to market this project to different, different, uh, I would say, ecosystem out there to collaborate with and also use cases, you know, and explain that, look, yeah. if you want to build a storage, we have a storage business, a storage infra for you. If you want to build a streaming, here, come to our W3 stream. If you want to build a decentralized AI, I mean, if you want to do a model, right, AI model, here, we have a W3 AI. So we want to market and collaborate with different, different 
uh, ecosystem. We are kind of blockchain agnostic in a way. We, we want to talk to mm-hmm. uh, Cosmos ecosystem projects as well, uh, to Polygon, you know, we collaborate, I mean, or, or even Avalanche, you know, recently we collaborated with Avalanche, you know, to so-called support the ecosystem as well, right? Uh, so these are so-called marketing efforts. So we now have a great marketing team uh, we work with as well, uh, who are very, who knows how, you know, the Web3 marketing well, you know, how to approach and, you know, it, because we're so technical, we needed a bridge, so-called to make it more palatable for uh, yeah. a, web, a, a person to understand us. Yeah, that's right. So that's our approach this year, to create okay. awareness, yeah. Okay. Um, could you give us a quick overview of the current roadmap that you'll have? And, you know, so we know what to expect here in the coming months and years. Right. So, um, yeah, just now I was saying that in uh, Q, this quarter alone, we're building the uh, the next infra to be released, which is the W3 IPFS. And it's a pretty cool product for us. I think this product is easily understood by Web3 projects out there. Why? Uh, like NFT projects in particular, you know, they will definitely need a pinning service because uh, IPFS is the protocol and typically um, they need a pinning service for a gateway, right? Uh, for fetching of content. And uh, this will definitely uh, power a lot of NFT projects out there because of the cost savings. Again, we distribute across the different nodes, the CID, the content-wise. And then um, this quarter itself, we are going to implement on the back end for the node, which is a transcoding task, which is very critical. So if you follow, I, I, I explained to you our logic, right? We need to implement a lot of back end stuff for the node. And that when, like for example, this quarter we are implementing a transcoding. With this transcoding will be the stepping stone for our W3 stream which we're going to launch in Q4, right? Same thing, uh, we want to be able to enable the uh, AI compute, right? Which will also launch the Q3 so-called uh, W3 AI. So these are things that, uh, from the node perspective, what we're doing, right? So Q1, we're launching the W3 IPFS. Q2, we're launching W3 AI, which is a decentralized AI compute a marketplace. So let me just dwell a little bit about this product, right? So this product is actually okay. born out of um, uh, from our AI team, right? So AI team was sort of separated from our blockchain team uh, since for the longest time, right? So uh, about a year ago, a year and a half, uh, I sort of have directed the team to say, hey, how can we apply what we know, uh, what we have uh, built, you know, and so-called apply blockchain, right? And we didn't want to deviate too much of what we've been building anyways, which is the uh, note for the computation of storage and uh, delivery of media. So we said, okay, why don't we solve a problem of you know, computational uh, expense, uh, very expensive computational of uh, AI compute. It's really expensive. So we wanted to apply the uh, storage of the data set uh, to our the pin. We wanted to use the modeling, the training, and the inferencing, in particular inferencing, of these models to this P2P nodes. 
and to be able to build AI dApps, right? So this is what W3AI essentially is all about. It is an interface uh, uh, for developers to convene and also to be able to, um, I would say, incentivize the stakeholders inside to be able to store and they get paid or developers if they build an algorithm. Uh, if I'm interested to use your algorithm, I'm willing to pay for it. And I, as a developer, be rewarded with it, right? And in our business, there's this yeah. business called uh, labeling, right? So a label, a labeling is very, very important because uh, what we call uh, good data, right? So it's garbage in and garbage out. So uh, it's called dirty data. So if anything that is not clean, <laughs> right, uh, or not being labeled correctly, it is considered bad because if we feed yeah. the algorithm bad data, the output will be bad data. So uh, we want to create this so-called marketplace where labelers can come in and so-called like, you know, hey, I, I'm a labeler. I want to come in. I want to say this is a flower. This is a dog. This is a cat. And I also get rewarded for it. So it's a huge endeavor for us in this W3AI. It's, it, it, it's really a big project. I mean, some of the, um, I would say, I'll, I'll come to the comparison for you later on. But it, it, it itself, I think it's a very exciting product for our, I would say, ecosystem. Yeah, uh, it, it's a truly daring project uh, for its on its own. You know, so mm, yeah, that that's essentially what we're doing in the roadmap. Q three with building the W three stream, which is the uh, video infrastructure where you know if you want to build a a YouTube or a TikTok, which is a VOD, we're gonna do a VOD first, video on demand, uh, because the live streaming is not because we cannot enable it, we know how to do it. It's a one. It can be in a form of one to one or one to many, right? Or many to many. Uh, yeah. In the in the back end, we have sort of have done that. Uh, but we also cognizant and aware that we are the pin, right? And the pin means that we have peer to peer, and peer to peer means the computes are uh, all sixty thousand spread across, right? To enable live streaming, we need a critical mass adoption of nodes because live streaming is the highly computational intensive resource on the GPU. It's on the fly, right? So uh, I believe that once the, uh, the pin so-called node network is stable enough and ready enough, we will enable the live streaming part for the Bluetooth stream. And there's also another exciting thing, I mean, endeavor for us, you know, a launch. So yeah. um, behind all this, one of the things that we also want to communicate across is we are a layer one by default, right? So what it means is as a layer one, uh, we want to incentivize projects that build on top of us, not only by cost savings, right? Uh, to be an infra of choice. We also want like this project to launch their own tokens, right? You can launch token on top of us when we enable an RC20 token standard, right? So uh, we're going to create a DEX. Our plan is create a DEX as well, and then uh, have implementation of Gravity Bridge uh, because we are Cosmos. Although we are Cosmos uh, SDK, we build on, on top of Cosmos. We're also EVM compatible. What that means is that uh, from a user point of view, a user of AOS network. Uh, we'll be able to hold two addresses. One is the back and hex, which is the uh, Ethereum 0x and the Cosmos base 
yeah. which is alphabet first, right? So one private key for two addresses. So that way, uh, we we're thinking also ways to create this seamless interaction from a design perspective. Uh, so that's some of the challenges we face from a Web three project. I think well, I think most Web two projects have a challenge of communicating this interface, the UI UX, to a much easier uh, interaction with the users, right? You know, so that's part yeah. of our goal. Yeah, I, I think that's smart, especially because a lot of like the people that are in the space when they first join it are, you know, have that EVM address instead. And so it'll make it more simple for them to be able to have both and that way interact. So I think that's a cool move on your part. Mm. Um, Herman, I, I know that we're pressed for time okay. a little bit. So sure. I just want to thank you, thank first you. of all, for, for coming on. And uh, I wanted to ask you if there's anything else that you haven't been able to share with the audience uh, be, before we do let you go. Um, yeah, I would say you know any um, projects out there that are interested to build on top of ARs to understand us, you know, and be uh, kept abreast of our development, you know, um, whenever they think about deploying or using some of the infra that are currently available out there, you know, we'll be able to support you, you know, be able to you know cater to some of your needs, right? some of the, the flavors from yeah. storage to streaming to AI compute when we launch, you know. So um, I think do stay tuned, right? I think uh, that's something we're excited internally. We believe in what we build, to be honest. Uh, it's a challenging project. <laughs> it's no easy task, uh, honestly, from technical implementation to even design to even marketing to create awareness. Speaking with you is also to communicate and you know, across into the space yeah. to your audience, the audience listening. Thank you for listening to understand our project. You know, stay tuned, right? And we look forward to uh, to be part of this debate for ecosystem for Cosmos, you know, and for the Web three alike, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I'm gonna play around with it. Um, I think it's interesting enough for it. It captivated my interest, so I definitely want to look more into it. So, thank you so much for talking to us about it. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. With that said, um, I guess this is our sign off to everyone. We'll see each other. Our next show is actually on Wednesday, right, Marty? Correct. Wednesday morning at nine a.m. I will be hosting an AMA with none other than Milky Way Zone. The liquid staking tier. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us in these Cosmos spaces. Until next time. And thanks again, Herman. Bye. Thank you for your time. That was an awesome space. Have a good night, everyone. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knotters, and then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists.
jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss and I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning, forming mythological bonds Click the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary fall Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Tim Spaces.